You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Do you ever struggle as a leader talking about this thing called accountability and what it really means and how to use it on a daily basis? It's one of the most important things you'll ever do in leading people. Well, today I have an amazing coach on. Her name is Adriana Booth. And we talk about the leader's rule of three initiating team accountability success. Please listen to this. I hope you enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. As a leader, do you ever wonder about this thing called accountability? How do I do a better job of it? What does it really mean? I have team members that have been here for a long time. It's just kind of been this fun place to work. And now I've got to make everybody accountable, including myself. Well, if you're wondering about that stuff, we are too. And so I've got an amazing coach on here and we're going to cover a lot of these things. We're going to be talking about the, the leader's rule of three and how you can initiate team accountability to create more success with one of our amazing coaches, Adriana Booth. And we call her AB. AB, thanks for being on. I always appreciate you. Super great to be here. Yeah, so pumped. Now, we're, we're getting ready to start a new year. Actually, we just started a brand new year, and we coach a lot of practices. So if you're listening to the podcast, you're like, what do you guys do? Well, we coach great dental practices who want to be better. And this is a major topic almost every day with people that we coach. And AB, tell us why this is so important. It almost seems like it's an elusive leadership skill. You know, all of my clients at some point in our work together will say, how do I hold my team more accountable? Right. And it, it is as a coach, even sometimes you're just thinking, I feel like we tried everything. What do we got to do next? Then the light bulb goes off. Well, accountability is really responsibility. So we don't have to make it so elusive. And when we think about how do I hold my own self accountable and responsible, then we can start working on how can we hold others accountable or responsible. 
So that's kind of where I have framed it in my work with my doctors and my teams. Yeah. And as you own your own practice, if you're a dentist leading a practice or if you're anybody leading a family or being a part of a team, let's talk about why accountability like that. That word is so important. I've often thought it's, you know, not really well defined, but it's a huge piece of creating a healthy organ organization. Don't you think? Absolutely. It I think it is the most important piece um, as we have found. And, you know, Kirk, you've been doing this your whole life. Like you're born into coaching somehow, you know, but <laughs> yes, you're the master of all things. But when we think about how successful you feel now, maybe to how you felt early in your career. And the same for me is I learned how to take steps to be more responsibility for showing up, showing focus, doing what I say I'm going to do, you know, and sometimes that's making a list in the morning. I know um, several years ago, Jenny and I had this conversation. Jenny's one of our other awesome coaches. And she said, make a list in the morning, you know, and sometimes it's okay. What can I get done fastest? <laughs> you know, what do I have to get done by the end of the day? And what maybe could I get done by the end of the day? So we have different variations of this great list, but it shows us focus. It also just brings together anything that we say, hey, if I have to do this, write it down. Yeah. What, okay, Kirks, write this down, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. So when we feel responsible, and I'm going to speak as a team member at ACT, but when I feel responsible for the outcomes of my actions and the success of my clients and the results, I feel like it helps me perform at a higher level. So I know that my team members for my doctors who I coach would feel the same way. Now that we're really clear on what is the vision for the practice? What is the mission statement? What are our core values? Yeah. When I know all of those things, that's like my roadmap. Yeah. You know, and I'm given a task. I'm given, here's what the results we'd like to see. Okay. We're in alignment with these things, mission, vision, core values, purpose. And here's the results. Okay. We can get there. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And, you know, when you think about the evolution of anything you're creating, it starts really simple. You might have two or three team members or four team members and everybody just kind of gets along and you've got 200 patients or 300 patients, but as things start to grow, so do the expectations and so do the processes. And so you do need a higher level of accountability. And what can't get lost in there is trust and what accountability does. When people do what's expected of them, you hit numbers, you finish things, and it's a top-down thing. You know, you just can't ask team members to be accountable and you can't be accountable. When it's, when you're both, when everybody's involved and invested um, it really fosters that trust and it can look like a lot of different things in a dental practice. Don't you think, Gaby? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the nice thing, um, you know, we all go to um, the Global Leadership Summit and Craig Rochelle, he is, you know, one of the main hosts of that. And he says, be clear about what you expect, reward it when you see it and correct it when you don't. Easier said than done. 
right? Way easier. Way easier. <laughs> I think if you start small and say, okay, listen, here's what, and really let's go right into rule number one. Give us rule number one about making this happen. We have to set clear expectations. So like I said a few moments ago, as the practice owner or the leader, it is up to you. And that's the hard part. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to share the mission, the vision, the values, and the purpose for the practice in a way that you can inspire the team to work towards those. Yeah, absolutely. The It's all about expectations and reality, which we'll talk about in a second. But a lot of times, if you're in all fairness to team members, let me just speak to them. They don't know what you expect. They have no idea what you're thinking. And so whether you're, whether you have dogs, whether you have kids, whether you have team members, if you're, if you're involved with any other living thing, I would say even plants, heck, you got to set expectations about what the roles are here. Don't you think? My dogs. That's what has happened to my plants. (laughs) Now, now please don't even, don't relate people to dogs, but I have two dogs. They know exactly what to expect every day. Come down and they know, they go right to the door. Do you know what I mean? They know exactly what's going to happen and it creates a very healthy relationship. Now, transitioning into a dental practice, part of your job as a leader or owner, you're exactly right, AB, is to share the mission, the vision, the values consistently over and over again. You got to be the chief repeating officer and you got to be incredibly consistent. Okay, this is where we're going. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do. And as you start to do that, I found that the biggest secret for me is just to be a little bit more consistent every day. Just a little bit more, just try to be more consistent. And as you start to do that, people go, oh, he's not so crazy today, or he's not all over the place. You know, another thing we always say is specific is terrific. Vague is a plague. Tell us about that, AB. What does that mean to you? the best. And it's, you know, when we, we do a lot of work with personality styles and tendencies and habits in our work with our teams and our doctors. And the one thing that has nothing to do with any personality style is the innate sense of we like to know what people expect from us. Right. That's how we can feel successful. So if I am very vague in my expectations, I'm good. my team's going to take their own path. And if I'm vague in my own expectations with myself, it's up in the air. Yeah. So have to be very clear and clear is kind that here is what I want. Here is where we're going. And this is going to be the result that we're hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening to the podcast, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're sitting somewhere, write this formula down. We use it every day, all to- all day long. It's E minus R equals C. Oh. Expectations minus reality equals conflict. Now I got it from a great business owner many, many years ago. I'm not kidding. I use it probably 15, 20 times a day. And what it means is anytime you're in conflict with any human being or any process or anything, you experience conflict, it's usually a discrepancy between expectations and reality. You thought this was going to happen. It fell short. Or if you're in the plus category, reality exceeded expectations. You thought you were going to get this. You got a lot more than that. And when you have this formula, you can actually take it from the subjective and you can move it to the objective. How do, how, 
how can I use this formula as a dentist, Amy? Because you, you, you and I, we talk about this all the time. And, uh, you know, the first time I meet with um, a team, I use E minus R equals C. And every time I'm on site with them after that, it comes up. And I know that they've got it when they start saying it to me. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, yes, because it really does permeate everything in our whole lives. You know, that's the beauty of coaching. And we've gotten this feedback a million times over. And my clients will say, you've helped me with more than just my working relationships. You've helped me with my friendships, with my family relationships, because if I can look in the mirror and say, I could have been a little more clear, then those expectations would have been set a little, a little better. Yeah. And the outcome would have been better for both parties involved. Yeah. And it's I'll just be clear. Absolutely. And I, I would totally echo that sentiment. I use a lot of these more in my personal life than I actually do my business life. They're both important, but I would say I use it mostly with my amazing wife, Sarah. I mean, 24 years of being married, I was the yes guy. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll be home at five, five 30 and it would be six thirty <laughs> seven. Now I've realized like I got to be super clear. And then I also know that if I can beat those expectations, it only adds to the positivity of it. So for instance, I mean, even last night I was like, okay, well, I'll be home at 5.30. And so walking in the door at 5.20 is like, that's a, it's a normal. And now you, now as you're listening to this, you can play with those variables. You understand, like you can also um, not necessarily set the bar so high type of thing. But once you get expectations clear, let's go back to the rules of this. Okay. We're giving you these three rules. The first rule is set clear expectations. But once you have set clear expectations, now we're going to go into rules two and three. What are they? Hmm. Rule number two, reward consistently. What does that mean? What do, You got to explain that. Yes. And this speaks to so much. Um, all of my clients that I know listen to our podcast are probably laughing and shaking their head and saying, oh, I hear it all the time. But that's what I tell them, like, make sure, even if it's just not in your nature to thank people right? and be specific in that. So we do some, you know, with the um, appreciation in the workplace, it's a great book. It's in alignment with the love languages. And if I know that my team just really enjoys being verbally thanked, it's so easy. Kirk, hey, great job with Mr. Smith today. You knocked it out of the park. I heard your verbals on that. He left smiling. He had a great day. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that really fills the cup of that person hearing that thank you and getting that reward for the work they did. They're going to do it more and more. I mean, we're all just built that way. Yeah, absolutely. According to Gallup, you know, the number one reason people quit their jobs is they don't feel appreciated. Now, we're not just talking, we're not talking about creating praise junkies. You know, my daughter has an 11th place uh, <laughs> ribbon from a swim meet and that just irks me. I actually, when she won it, I'm like, you got to give that back. There's only six lanes in the pool. Seriously. You don't need an 11th place ribbon. Now that's not what we're talking about. I'm having a little fun with you guys. What 
AB is talking about is being wow. consistent in rewarding people when things happen. Look, the speed of your practice is moving fast. You got patience. You got processes. You got to call back the periodontist. You got all these things in your brain. But you do need to create some space for a legitimate shout out. I love this piece because what you can do is you can couple it with your core values. Now, if you haven't heard any of our previous podcasts, core values are the most important thing you'll ever do, but they're behaviors. And when you've, you know, identified what they are, we have six here, but, you know, a couple of my favorite are all in attitude, give greater than get. It becomes very easy to put the core value together with the reward and the behavior. Now it's not just so random. Now there are going to be times where you're like, I'm just so grateful. That was amazing what you just did. And I don't even have anything to call it other than you're just amazing, but you do have to find a way to do it. Now I'll say this about men because I'm a man. I'm not a, I don't, men are terrible at this. They're just terrible. They, I don't, God just didn't, like fortify that piece of our brain or at least my brain. And so you do have to create some type of measures. And I've seen it where some dentists many years ago, they would actually put it in their Microsoft Outlook, like say thank you today, at least once or twice, or, uh, you know, create some type of a system. So if you're like me and you need to do it now, I find a way to do it. And I often do it when I have space or margin to be able to do that. But, but AB, your point is so true. You have to find a way to reward consistently, not just whenever you're in a good mood, not when collections are great. You have to reward even when it's not going well, don't you think? I do. And I mean, I, I worked for a doctor years ago, such a nice guy, every day. And this stood out to me because I hadn't experienced it before. When he, he we had like a long day, so it was almost like split shifts. And when he would leave around one o'clock, he would go to every single person that was in the office. Thank you. Thank you for a great day. Thank yeah. you for a great day. And it was just like, you're welcome. Thank you for a great day. You know, and I, I work out with a, co a coach, a trainer, you know, that's, we're addicted to coaching here. And he's a former Marine. Sometimes it's a little scary. Yeah. And he's still, he's even this early morning, this morning we worked out and he said he had someone that used to walk in every day and say, morale is high. Everybody's having a great day. And he was like, why do you keep saying that? He's like, because if we speak it, we will believe it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yeah. So you walk in, hey, great. I'm having a great day. Is everybody having a great day? We're all happy today. We're awesome. We're going to kick butt today. Yeah. It yep. really helps your team. It does. It does. There's two there's two types of people that walk into every room. People that give energy and people that take it. So like it's I mean I I could probably be better at this, but I do the same thing every single day. I come up those stairs, I go from left to right to every office. I'm like, "What's up? Good morning." And they're like, "Oh god, drink decaf." You know, and then um it's kind of fun and at the end of the day it's the same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Great job today. Thank you. If you do nothing, Try that. It works. Yeah. It's bookending a great day. Start it with something positive, end it with something positive. Try to find out something great that happened. And here's an example. You know, when your team members work really hard, you have a chairside assistant who turns around a room and helps you with a patient at one o'clock or two o'clock. Go, hey, what you did at two o'clock, that was awesome. Thank you so much. That's what makes us who we are. Have a great evening. Because they can live on that. You know, a shout out at a team meeting, a personal card, personal note, even a high five or a fist bump. You know, people want to be, they want to feel seen. Don't you think, Amy? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And even down to, um, you know, I've had some of my clients that, you know, really struggle in this, that it's not in their nature to pay attention to the little things. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's fill out a sheet. What's their favorite candy? What's their favorite color? All these little things that seem insignificant and kind of childish. But when you want to say thank you to someone and you hand them a Kit Kat bar and that's their favorite candy, they're like, oh my gosh, you remembered. They feel seen and heard. Yeah. That really will help them to be like, hey, I know we worked really hard and we still have a really hard rest of the month, but you know what? We can do this. Yeah. We're all on the same bus. We're going to do this together. Yeah. And one more layer on why this is so important is that you as a dentist, you're trained Mm -hmm. to see um, discrepancies, to see challenges, to see, you know, things that aren't ideal and your brain is trained to make them ideal. And what that means is in a team meeting or even in a morning huddle, you're looking at things that didn't go well. Like yesterday wasn't so great. Collections were really bad yesterday or write-offs are huge this month. So I've been doing this for 30 years. A lot of times team meetings start with something punitive or not good or, Hey, wasn't the greatest month or, you know, I think it's really important, you know, what you focus on grows. And so I'm not telling you to be fake here, but you've got to see the light in every situation. We all want to be part of something that makes us see the bigger picture, feel a little bit better and people want to be seen. So it's good stuff. Yeah. And on the opposite side of that is you're, you're exactly right. We don't want this fake, happy culture. Right. And, you know, we have our expectations. And so when they are met or when good deeds are done, we reward and celebrate. And then when maybe we do have that hard month that ah, we were really under goal, like what happened? Then we have to correct. And we have to correct consistently, just like we reward consistently. So let's just say, for instance, um, when a team member isn't meeting the expectations that you can say were very clearly established, you have to act fast around that. And it doesn't have to be a, like you said, a punitive conversation. It can be a, hey, you know, here's, here's what I thought we were aiming for. And then here's where we landed, you know tell me how you feel about this or tell me how you saw this happen. Yeah. That way it opens a dialogue. And now what our hope is, is that we, we have, you know, mission, vision, core values, and we've set expectations. So we have built trust here along the way. And now we can have this, it feels crunchy conversation without us walking away, both feeling like, well, that was off. You know, we can have it and just kind of, work through it and then be like, okay, we got to start fresh. We got to move forward. All right. I want to go back to that because that's the thing that I've struggled with the most. Now, if you're listening and you follow along, remember the three rules are this number one, set clear expectations. Number two, reward consistently. And then what's rule number three that we're going to talk more about? What is correct consistently. Okay. Now go back to that. Cause this is hard. This is really hard. If you've ever listened to anything I've ever said, I have been clinically diagnosed as a wuss. I hate conflict. I sweat. And so early in my career, I would avoid it. I would go, no problem when things would go bad, when it was a huge problem. 
And I would let conflict fester and I'd go, it's okay. Let me talk to her. And then I would go talk to her and then I'd go back to the original. And so I was the biggest part of the problem, but like, what does this correct consistently mean? And how do you coach other dentists to do this? This one is a very odd part of my personality is (laughs) I really don't look at hard conversations as negative. Like it's almost like, a challenge, but it's coming from a place of love and wanting us both to be better. So, and sometimes you can get your feelings hurt a little bit. We're human. But when you look at it as I really care about this person as this team member and I want them to succeed and I know I want my practice to succeed, I'm hoping that you can walk into these conversations a little lighter. Sometimes write it down. Some of my clients, I'll tell them, write down the key points that you want to make sure you discuss in a tough conversation because we can get thrown off. Like, you know, if we, the other person starts crying or gets really upset, you know, you panic. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Never mind. You know, we don't want to do that. And we do have tools and we make it really easy and that'll all be linked. But don't allow the frustration of, you know, where we got off track. Don't let it stay off track. That frustration will build over time when you're seeing the expectations being missed. And just like in our friendships and relationships, if you let something build up, it ends up boiling over. Yeah. We don't want to get to that point. So let's make sure when we see something that frustrates us, we step back as the leader and say, okay, was I clear? Yes, I was clear. Okay, now we need to correct. So let's have another conversation yeah. about here's what happened. Here's where we went off track. We've got to get back. Yeah, absolutely. I would totally echo that sentiment. And as you start to do these conversations, they get easier over time. I don't want to tell you that it ever gets super easy, but it becomes less stressful. When you see there's a discrepancy between E minus R equals C, you can point it out. And like you were saying earlier, AB, you don't want to start a sentence with you. Hey, you didn't do this. Well, you know, help me understand something. Or can I ask a question? You know, Is there something I'm not seeing here? Because if you ask a question when there is a discrepancy, the team member can tell you a little bit more about it because any, like you said, like any unresolved conflict always becomes a crisis. That's why E minus R equals C is so important because a a conflict unresolved will just fester, grow, and it'll break ultimately, whether it be a relationship, whether it be an inflammation, whether it be something. So we got to be able to point out these things. And I say it to my kids all the time. I said it this week a couple of times. Good news travels fast, but bad news travels faster. Like when something bad happens, get really good at coming to me and saying, hey, something bad happened. You know what I mean? Don't sugarcoat it. Don't push. And, and the reason I tell them this is like, as you get older, you're going to love just being honest and filter and you it just goes away. And so there's always work to do. But I think the important thing here as a dentist is that as you start to put these things into play and you're correcting consistently, you're going to find that your best team members actually love that. Don't you think? Absolutely. 
And I think, you know, I know we've, we've done a, a podcast on job descriptions and why they're so important and duties. And I think this also goes back to that is if we think the expectations are clear, does the other person, right? have they been written? Have they been explained? Are there systems related to these tasks so that there is checklists or, um, you know, directions to follow. And I think that's really what it all comes back to is we really have to start in the beginning. And in our coaching process, we do a great job of that is checking all of these necessary boxes so that accountability responsibility is a lot easier to foster over time. And I mean, I, I sometimes feel like I'm team member advocate so early on is, you know, oh, this person isn't doing this and they don't do this right. Okay. Well, do they know? Well, I think they know. Well, let's make sure they do. Right. So, you know, I always say, like, I think most of our team members are just amazing at what they do already. They just haven't been given the right tools or roadmap to follow for your practice, right. for what you want as a leader. And once we give them that, they'll take off. Yeah. Now, let's go back to the team member advocate thing, because this is important. Sometimes you have to balance accountability with empathy. And what I mean by that, walk me through this. AB, I'm listening to this podcast. I totally get it. But I have Susie up front. She is the sweetest human being ever. She was here before I got here. How do I handle that? Ooh, that's always a good one, right? So I think that's where we have to sit down and from day one, have really clear conversations with Susie. I love that Susie's sweet. And Susie is a notorious character around here, but Susie in this office is going to be sweet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we say, you know, hey, like, here are your job duties. Here are your tasks. Here's what time we start. You know, all of these things laid out for each team member so that we have to separate their personality or maybe how long they've been with the practice or who they're related to from their tasks and role responsibilities. Right. And then we have to sometimes have those a little bit tough conversations. Yeah. But it would make it easier if Susie's sweet, because then maybe she won't yell at you. Maybe, maybe. And, you know, as you start to become emotionally intelligent about this, yeah. or at least a little bit more aware, you can embrace accountability and empathy. And, you know, you, you, it's, it's like the whole pick and choose your battles. You're like, okay, I get it. Today's not the day to do that, but. You know, there is there is going to be another time. But again, going back to being consistent and the other challenge is you can also take on way too much responsibility and accountability. Tell us about that. Absolutely. And I think that uh, most of you listening will know the term micromanaging mm -hmm. quite well. And as a business owner, I absolutely empathize with the sense of, but this is all mine. This all my responsibility. But that's why we use tools like traction, right person, right seat. You know, are we putting the right team members in place that we can delegate things to take off of your plate as a leader? So that way we can have other people responsible and that it's not all falling on our shoulders as a leader and feel like we need to micromanage everything that everyone's doing. Yeah. Because that's going to be super ineffective. We're going to be just worn out, burnt out, mentally drained because you still have to do the dentistry. Yeah. And that is hard in itself because now you have 
people interactions all day with different stressful situations. So you have to protect your peace is really down to the nitty gritty of it is protect your peace and protect your own self and your sanity by delegating to the really sharp people that you've already hired. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what AB's talking about is the use of tools. You know, what I learned early on, if you come to anything we do, you're going to see we don't just teach concepts. Concepts are important because you want to grow people, grow leaders. You want to do it through the use of tools, you know, a scorecard. So the right person, right seat scorecard. We use it here. We, you know, it's a wonderful tool. It basically tells people how they are against our core values or with our core values and how they're performing in their role. So you're using something that's super clear. It's not a subjective, this is how I feel this month. They know what to expect. You know what to expect. And you can use numbers on a scale to show them how that correlates. And it takes the subjective and puts it more into objective. You know, again, it goes back to the whole thing. How am I doing here? You're doing great. Well, that doesn't help me. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know, am I on track or am I off track? And you also, the other challenge is we fail to set very clear goals for the team. I want you to go back to that because that's a very, very big deal. It's a tough one, right? Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, and this always goes back to, you know, we used to talk about this a lot is, you know, putting that mirror up. And saying, you know, am I, you know, personal responsibility is really the only thing that can lead to true accountability is if I cannot maintain that accountability amongst my team, it's probably because I can't maintain it with myself. So when you have unclear team and individual goals, you're going to see this show up. If I don't know as a team member what I'm responsible for, I'm just going to go and follow my own path. Right. And then we're going to have a sit down and you may say to me, hey, you know, your um, results, they're falling below the line. What, well, what results are you talking about? Right. And so when we think about that, that's where we have to go. Okay. Let's see. What is your other one? Don't be frustrated. Be fascinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because we will get really frustrated as a leader, as a business owner, when our goals aren't being met. So then we got to start with, okay, what individual goals did I set with this team member? Then what team goals did we set? And then what practice goals did we set? Because they're all going to compound and be work together. So once that clarity is given at the top and all the values, the goals, the core values, mission, vision, all the great things are really clear, it's going to be so much easier to have clear individual goals and team goals. I love it. Use the word that's so important in great leadership. Be clear. Don't try to be nice. And I'm not saying be mean, just be clear. Just be consistently clear. I'm going to be clear. I'm going to be clear. So AB, this is awesome. Give us some final takeaways on this. How we, how do we wrap this up in a bow? I feel like if it's not written, it doesn't exist. What does that mean, though? Tell me what that means. When I want to be clear with our goals, our expectations, don't just tell them right. to your team. Have it written out. Put it on a scorecard where we can get eyes on it and we can track progress. Uh, it could be a number. It can be an amount. Um, anything can be tracked 
That's the beauty of it. We can have goals in every different form. But if it's not written for your team member to be able to, to grab and to read and to know this is what Kirk said he wanted, okay, that conversation was two months ago. They're going to forget. Write it down. Absolutely. Clearly describe your goals. Clearly describe what you expect. Make sure you're rewarding consistently and clearly and specifically. And make sure you're correcting consistently, clearly and correctly. Yeah. And people can't remember anything. I mean, the average adult has to hear something seven times, seven different ways. But really, retention with anything that's said is extremely low. I can't remember what happened yesterday. I can't remember what I agreed to last week. And so being consistent where it's in writing over and over again, now I know I can see it. It's there. It becomes a, a, a place where all of us can anchor. And then, you know, offering praise, if it doesn't come naturally, give us some thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd be reach out. I'll be happy to share uh, this little sheet that I use as to, you know, write down some of the team members' favorite things. It makes it so easy. You can go grab that little sheet. Oh, she did a good job today. Let me just leave a little, little snack on her desk, a little, you know, something little, little handwritten note. Thank you so much for yesterday. It was a great day. Yeah. You know, you can make it really easy for yourself. Absolutely. We also have a great tool. This is for another podcast, which is about courageous conversations that we got from a great friend of ours. And it's the ARCH method, A-R-C-H. Tell us what the acronym stands for. A-R-C-H. Oh, goodness. We've got to come to an agreement. Yeah. So that's our R. So um, we're going to talk about what happened on from you know both sides. Right. And then we are going to R, take responsibility. Yep. Yeah. So Kirk, what was your part in that? Absolutely. Okay. What was my part in that? You know, and then clear. Yeah. We're going to be really clear. If I've never been clear before, please let me be clear today. Love it. And forward. And then H, we are hopeful. We are hoping that this will be the outcome. So, what I hope that from our conversation today, now that we are both clear on the expectations and what part we all played in it, that we can move forward in a positive direction and these changes will be made. Love that acronym. It's so, it's so well done. I love it. I love it. Catherine Belt is amazing. And she I can hear is. her in my head every time I use that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. AB, thank you so much for being on. I hope this, you know, if you're listening to this, this is a super huge part of creating something that's valuable is having some accountability in a healthy environment with your team. And if you're struggling with that, you know, there's a lot of things that we have on the horizon. We've got an incredible opportunity this summer, 2024. Four, we're going to be actually doing an entire workshop on how to cultivate confidence and leadership, how to create healthy leaders that create happy teams. And if you haven't been to our To The Top Study Club, I'm going to highly encourage you to come. 
It's an awesome group of people committed to helping you become better. I never wanted to be the smartest person in the room. And now I know I'm not. So, and I never was before anyway, but this is so cool where you can see how some of the best practices in the country do it. And if you're struggling with where to even start, we also have an amazing member of our team. Her name is Gina. You can reach out to her, G-I-N-A at actdental.com. And if you're just frustrated, she's a great therapist just to help you think better <laughs> about what the possibilities are. So, A.B., thanks for being on. Thanks, Kirk. It was great. Great conversation. Awesome. Well, stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to The Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Hit the share button. Share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. We'll line them up so you guys can create a better practice and a better life. So until we see you guys next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to The Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.